Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Commerce Club podcast. It's a, this is a podcast with me and my mom where we share our testimonies and amazing things that God has done for us and allowed us to be able to overcome. Just give us a moment as we get ready to um, give my mom a chance to get to the stage. Um, I'm inviting, just sitting out to my people, allowing them to be able to come into this amazing conversation. We're going to be talking about a very juicy, very, very, very tough topic a lot of people deal with, and that's unforgiveness, guys. Like, unforgiveness is one of the hardest things to overcome, um, especially if you don't, if nobody's ever taught you, and if you have a lot of it, it's extremely painful, it's extremely deficient. A lot of us deal with these issues on a constant basis, and when I tell you that this is no, there's nothing new, like when I tell you that this is just <laughs> this is just kind of a human, it's a very human like experience. We deal with unforgiveness all the time, and honestly, when I was able to overcome it, it literally changed my life, and I just became that much more aware of what not to do and we're gonna give you the tools the the scriptures the training like just give you the whole shebang on what to do to be able to overcome unforgiveness and so i'm really excited for us to talk about it it just seems like something that god really put on our heart to do like to really talk about and so i'm welcome to the stage my mom me madre Kathy R. Peters. Hello there, Kamaya. How are you? I'm doing so well. I'm so glad we could do this, Mom. Just oh, this is such a good topic. I mean, it I is. feel like every week it's like a different hurdle to rehash because these yes. are things we've already been through. But I think for our listeners, a lot of people deal with this. Like it is so common, and we think that we're okay walking around in unforgiveness we think that you know we can we can have bitterness and we can have these things in our heart and even though they don't talk to the person that that's okay not understanding that there's so many ramifications that come with unforgiveness that is really really hurting us when we choose not to forgive so that's correct that is correct i mean it's when I just got into really learning about it, I it was at a point in my life that I, I just felt like the longer I resisted it, the worse it got. I just was feeling so, it was just a bitterness. I was just so heartbroken and just so, um, I felt so right in my unforgiveness. Like I feel like, yeah, that's what I can do and I don't have to do that and even though and then as I got saved even as a saved person that knew Christ I thought well okay I've forgiven them but they still owe me this I ain't got to do you know they still right. this person still owes me something this person I still need them to right this wrong they still owe me an explanation an apology yes. and not understanding that also unforgiveness in so many ways like what do you think about this mom 
I, I 100% agree because that idea of because you did this to me, I you I you owe me something, and I plan to collect on that. I plan to exactly to make sure that you're aware of what you have done to me, and I have had times in my life as well where I felt it was my duty to make sure they knew what they had done. Ooh, now, that's the, it. Thing, the thing about that is what do you do when they know and they still don't care? That's that's Ooh, the part. That's, about to the get part. Into it. That's, that's, that's that's when it starts it to get right really, 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 really juicy, right? Because you have the offenses that are caused by individuals who sometimes genuinely don't know that they've done something to you. Some, that right. really does occur. Like something that you have misunderstanding, you know, so when we talk about unforgiveness, at the at the root of it is is relationship. At the right, root of absolutely. that is, is relationship, right? So it really depends on as far as how we deal with it. A lot of times in our minds, we like to equate it with according to the value of that person in our life. So in other words, if it's mm-hmm. maybe, you know, associate or maybe a co-worker or someone who we don't quote unquote necessarily have as priority in terms of relationship, we might find it a little bit easier to get over those type of offenses because we look at it as, you know, okay, well, you know, I just work with this person or this right, is the exactly. that I have to deal with, you know, occasionally. So I'm not going to let that person bother me in any way. But when that mm-hmm. starts to get closer and closer to home or when that starts to be in your home, <laughs> that's, a whole, that's, a whole, <laughs> that's a whole nother level of understanding yourself and also understanding exactly what you said about you know, that's the question that that I think would be wonderful for us to flesh out a little bit. What do you do when you realize that the person knows what they're doing and they continue to do it anyway? Mm-mm-mm. Like, I'm going to, so I'm going to, that's because we talk about our stories, right? So I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go into like my journey. And I'm gonna go into what I experienced and what that looked like because that was exactly my situation. Like I was with Mine some, well. I was dealing right. Like that's, that's why I brought it me, up. Yeah, because I mean we gotta talk about it because the majority of the time the reason why you have unforgiveness anyway is because it was from somebody that you expected more from. There we go. There we go. Exactly. still expect something from them. Exactly. Like, we, and the devil is crafty. I'm not giving no place and honor to him, but I'm telling you, he is, that's what the Bible calls him. I mean, he is, he is, he works in the, like, in deceitfulness. And so understand that the devil's 24-7 job is to know you, know what bugs you, and know, and he's always trying to figure out who to use to do such a thing. So we have to Absolutely. understand, like, this is this is a 
this is something that's gonna that trips a lot of people up. And I'm gonna tell you right now, unforgiveness is one of those things that I think on the surface we we deceive ourselves into thinking that we forgive people when honestly we don't. And that and that's too often. Like I'm I know for a fact because with me that's what it was. Like I thought, okay, yeah, I forgive him. Yeah, I forgive this person. But in my heart, I was so bitter towards them. I constantly was looking for them to right a wrong that they didn't even care about. And so understand, a lot of times you there are people that hurt you the most who the devil, they are heavily being used by the enemy. And so those people, first of all, a lot of times they know what they're doing. And so they don't really care. And that they don't really care is why people literally lose their minds on this quest to try to get some type of, um, what's the word? Retribution. Yes, that's the mm-hmm. word. Mm-hmm. Some type of mm-hmm. retribution for what someone's mm-hmm. done. And it's honestly just like when they were talking about um, this idea that you can't get healed where you got hurt from. <laughs> wow. Um, you know, I want to let that sink in. You cannot get healed where you got hurt. A lot of times, the people that hurt you that bad to the point where you don't forgive them, they will not be where you're going to be able to get your healing from. Them apologizing to you is not going to be the launching pad to your healing because nine times out of ten, the devil's going to make sure that person never apologizes to you. And so that, so that is really really good to stay there for just a few minutes because there are people who and let's look at family dynamics because that's what this comes closest to my mind but you have family members who are waiting waiting for that apology waiting for that acknowledgement of what was done by a family member to them. Um, As you said at the beginning, you know, waiting um, for that person to take the credit or to own, say, you know, you need to own your stuff. You need to take responsibility. And so you have people and families who are been waiting and it sometimes starts off small or it starts off as an argument or whatever the case may be. And you choose a side, that family member may choose a side. And so you draw your line in the sand. So, okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm not saying anything until they can admit what they keep doing or they can admit that they're wrong. I have nothing else to say about it. And that can go on for weeks. Weeks turn into months. Months turn into years. And at the end of the day, we have to view or we really should view for our eternal value for mm-hmm. the for our view into eternity the question really becomes not what your other family members think and who t- taking whose side 
not with your best friend thinks who you tell what's going on but how does god view this that that's what really is that's really the question because uh yes the the human part of us the flesh part of us if you tell me about something that was done to you and i care about you i'm going to have a, a certain amount of bias to you just like i do with you as my daughter of course there's mm-hmm. that part of me that's going to say well you know uh, i don't think that you need to talk to them anymore or i don't feel that they deserve to have you in their lives and and where that may be very true that still does not mean that it's good for you or for me or anyone else to hold on to any type of bitterness toward that person in their heart. And, you know, we touched on this a little bit last week. The The litmus test about forgiveness isn't always so much what we are able to show on the outside. The question is, what do you have in your heart? What is in there your heart? You, because, you know, like you said a moment ago, you know, you can you can tell yourself, you can even tell other people, yeah, I've forgiven them. And you can even, uh, to a certain extent, get around the person and, you know, and be cordial, like we say, be polite. But if you have not truly been able to receive that healing, and, and I love the fact that you used that word a moment ago, healing. Because healing, it is is really what's needed ultimately for you to be able to forgive in situations when it has been um, someone that was so close to you that has betrayed you in such a way. Because why is it hard? Because your heart was broken. See that that's that's why I talked about relationship. It's equivalent to the relationship. If if you don't have a close, close relationship with an individual, it may not be as difficult to forgive something that they do to you because, again, they don't carry as much value as far as being able to hurt you as much. But when it is someone that you have told everything to, um, someone that you have shared your life with, someone you know that's in your family or, or the case may be, um, unfortunately, um, it happens very often in marriages, then the question then becomes, okay, am I able to get the healing that I need so that I can really let the offense or the things that they have done really, really go? And the harder it is, is because, as we said too, the person may continue you know, perpetuate the offense. That's what I'm saying. You know, and then look, what are you going to say? I'm sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I was just saying, you know, if you have a friend or if you have someone, because in relationships, it's about communication. So let's, let's, let's go that route for a minute. So in any type of relationship, whether it's uh, your spouse, uh, whether it's your brother, sister, whether it's your best friend, communication is what is necessary in order to do what we can to try to decrease the offenses that could occur. And I say that because, right, because if you have certain things that you prefer 
or certain things that really, as you said a moment ago, uh, you know, things that that get into really know, you know, what you like, what you don't like. You know, all of us have our own personalities. All of us have our own, mm-hmm. uh, as we call pet peeves. All of us have our own things about us that we prefer and we, and we, you know, and we like and we don't like. And there's nothing wrong with that. So when you get into a relationship, per se, when you get into a relationship, the key is to communicate that. Say, okay, you know, there's a couple of things, you know, I really, you know, have these likes and these dislikes. And so when we're talking about uh, a relationship where it's mutual respect, mutual love, mutual concern, that person uh, would take that in consideration and they will do as much as possible as you will as well to not do those things that you know the person that you care about and to love um, has asked you not to do. So when you start noticing, or so you've already communicated, that's my first point, you have communicated because, yeah, you know, there's important. times, right, because there's times when people will will fall out of friendship or fall out in families and when it it the opportunity comes for someone to ask them what happened or whatever the case may be. Someone will say, well, did you tell them? Well, well no, they should have just known. They should have known. Right. <laughs> and I, I don't know. That's Me and one of my friends talk about this this week. I said, man, I don't know how the culture, a lot of us has shifted where we assume people yes. read our minds. Yes. yes. You have to really be intentional. If you want good relationships, you got to teach people. Yes. To you got to yes. teach them like what, yes. how to respect you, how to talk to you. You teach to, people how to, how to treat you. you yeah. Teach you just people teach people how, how to treat, treat you. you. And so I did want to like kind of go into a checklist to check your heart right now of do you have unforgiveness and this is how you're gonna know because this is what it really is it's not that somebody did something wrong to you and oh you're you're just like i want them to apologize there there's nothing wrong with wanting justice i don't think there's anything wrong with that but where it gets into unforgiveness is that imagine this is a box of stuff that you hold on to and you're building a case against them that's right why to the point that you have bitterness towards them you are expecting them to do something wrong you are that you're and you're ready to slap them upside the head with this book (laughs) right Um, right right because you because this is how you can do it i let people me personally i let people build a case and i talk to my friends all the time i consider myself a a forensic evidence person I let people build a case against themselves and I let them go ahead and they plead guilty. I'm not looking to make them plead guilty. When I see that, okay, this is a done deal. I just walk away. I don't expect anything from that person again. But what gets into unforgiveness is that the person you're constantly expecting something from. That's right. Let's like, let's put it in perspective. They already disappointed you one time. That's right. And then they disappoint you again. And now, and then it, before you know it, it's a pattern of disappointment. So the torment, and this is why I'm bringing this in. Understand that the devil is like, as it said, he is he he is like a roaring lion seeking who he may devour. So 
this brings torment. That's from First Peter um, five and eight. Understand that this brings torment because you're constantly, basically, setting yourself up to get disappointed and offended by the same person over and over. It's like that person show you not once, not twice, that you can't trust them or you can't put your your hopes or your dreams into them. But now you're building this case in your heart and that bitterness starts to take root. And understand, bitterness is not from God. No, that it's not. in itself gives the devil a foothold to now start doing things in your life because you won't release that person. You have put it on that person that they are supposed to own up to whatever it is. And I know how hard it is because I'm talking about having to deal with that with my dad, uh, my ex-husband, having to deal with that from friends, the, the amount of, we all go through these life experiences where people, and, and understand, it's not going to be like mama saying, it's not going to be these co-workers and just random people. Nine to nine, ten times it's going to be people close to you because the devil knows that's who's going to, that's what's going to hurt you the most. But you have to make a choice and you got to check yourself. Am I still expecting something from this person that has already shown a pattern that they can't be trusted, that they don't, that they're not apologetic, that they're not sincere, they're not repentant. Why am I holding on to this? Because then this is what happens. Cause I'm gonna tell you my story, like for real. When I was married, I got to a point like, yeah, okay, I'm not, I, I'm not being unforgiving. I'm not, I don't have unforgiveness. No, I'm not doing that. But whenever the person did get to a point where they even did something right, I had so much old stuff in my back, in my little arsenal that they hadn't made right. That I was like, oh, so now you're gonna do this right, but you already messed this up. Right. So I and understand even though that person definitely was guilty i'm just as guilty because i didn't i could have been let all that go to get to make way for something new in terms of a breakthrough but a lot of times when you look when you look inside your own heart if you have unforgiveness one them saying sorry ain't gonna be enough that's how you're gonna know no, it's that's not. really how you're gonna be able to check. Do you have unforgiveness? If they come tell you sorry today, will that change how you feel? Will that change how you see the person? Or will you still be holding them to a higher standard? Will you still be looking for more uh, retribution? If you are, you got unforgiveness. Period. Yeah, yeah, and 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 whether they say it or they don't say it see see the whole thing and that's why like you said it it's such a crafty device really from the enemy because yep. the thing about unforgiveness is it stems from you as the person basically if you look at it giving the power over to another individual yes. to on, be able to let something go and that's why it's such a, a something has such a, a grip on us because mm -hmm. um you said that checklist a moment ago so really what you're saying is well if they do this then i can forgive them when they do so and so i'll be yep. able to forgive them 
I'm not going to be able to forgive them until they admit it. I'm not going to be able to forgive. And there's all these conditions and but and when. And so that's why I keep going back to what if that does not happen? What if you don't get any of that? What if you don't get you. Judgment, you don't get an apology or you get an apology and they continue to do the same thing they did with the, that they apologize for? Then, then uh, because see, all of those things are not in our control. Mm-hmm. So I, I really think that a lot of times when we hold on to unforgiveness against someone else, there's a little bit of that, if not more than a little bit, of we actually have unforgiveness toward our own selves as well. Ooh, I'm so glad you said that. You because, are hitting, right, hitting all you the know, because, because because really what you when you just said it a moment ago, okay, if the person you set an expectation. So we start out with step one. Start step one. Any relationship involves communication. You've communicated what you do not like and what you expect. They've communicated it. So that's on the table. Okay, so we're past that point. And the person does that very thing or or doesn't do what you've asked them to do. And so you can okay, say, okay, um, I need you to know that when you did this, this that really upset me. Or when you said something that really hurt my feelings. Okay, so you put it on the table. And then now we go to the next step. They may say they're sorry or not. They may, you know, they may respond as if they understand or not. But once you communicate what that thing was or what was said, then you have done your part in that you have made it known. Right. You have made it known. Okay. That's the only thing that you can do. It's the only thing that you have power over is yourself. So the only power you have in that situation is I need to make sure that I make it known what I was offended by or what hurt my feelings yes, so that it can one. never be said. Well, they never said anything. Okay. So, yep. but after you communicated, you have really no power over the outcome after that point. Fact. You, you, don't, really have don't. Any, you don't have any power over what the person would do. Now you hope, you hope as we all have have had and have been disappointed that's where the unforgiveness comes from because you had an expectation that that person would understand or that person mm-hmm. would do everything they could to not portray you in the future or or that they would acknowledge it but again you have no control over that so you have a choice and depending on the relationship there's different dynamics of relationships and we understand that so depending on the dynamic of the relationship, sometimes we are so hurt and the healing doesn't take place because somewhere in there we also feel like, man, this is this is my fault because I keep allowing this to happen. Or yes. this, this right, yes. you know, I keep setting myself up for this. I keep expecting this person. To, to step up to the plate and every time they promise I say that I'm going to try it again and it never seems to work and so we're so bitter because underneath all that bitterness and underneath that anger is a lot of pain 
a lot of pain. Anger grows from a lot of pain. And when you can get to those layers and get the healing you need for yourself, that will breed unforgiveness. That That's a, an environment yeah. where unforgiveness can take a seed and grow. But the pain that's not resolved within yourself. So that's why, like Maya, you said a moment ago, and I've been there and done that to understand that. That's why you said a moment ago uh, with your ex-husband, okay, he did something. It really hurt you. You've gone on. You felt like you had forgiven him. I did the same thing with your father. And then when they do do something that may be nice, you can't even fully appreciate that because you still have this pain and this hurt from what they had previously done. And so, like you said, that's that's a sign that there was not really forgiveness there because you were still holding on to what happened previously. And, and so that, that those are the life decisions when it comes to um, a marital situation. Those are situations that each individual has to make for him or herself with regard to if you're in a situation and the person is habitually doing things repeatedly over and over and over, um, you have to make that decision about the threshold that you can allow or how you feel God wants you to deal with that situation. But it's um, when you said about you can't, you know, heal where you're hurt. Um, that that's Those are some of the things that that really is about environments and healing, which can lead to forgiveness. You know, no, that's that's good. No, that's so good, Mom. I did I did want to like before we like I don't want to miss that point about us forgiving ourselves. Yes. Because that forgiving ourselves, that is really where the transformation starts. Like I think that's what it started with me because when I got to the root of it, what it was is that I kept honestly I was mad at myself for keep allowing, putting myself in a place of danger to get hurt. Right. Understanding that I had, so I I had the spirit of rejection. Right. Um, I had offense. I was depressed. I had anxiety. All the things, praise God, he delivered me. I got all those demons cast out of me. But understand that those things were heavily influencing me. And so I every time so understand like I I want y'all to and this is just understanding how spirits work if you had a spirit of rejection like a lot of people let's say for a vast majority of people especially this generation and the previous generation a lot of us grew up with not good fathers father figures and so that in itself it, it invites the spirit of rejection because, and, but understand how spirits work. They are the spirit of rejection. So what they need to be worshiped, to be filled is more rejection. So we within ourselves, within ourselves are being influenced by an evil spirit to put ourselves constantly in situations to be further rejected. And that's not 
and understand that's all de- to our detriment. But that spirit is getting filled and that's getting satisfied with what it wants in your life. With you being the collateral damage. Mm-hmm. And so now it's, we're trying to teach you and we will teach you by the end of this, you'll know the tools and the weapons of spiritual warfare to turn the tides because the, the, we're trying to, and, and it's really what God has on our hearts to do. We're really trying to illuminate you and get you to look in that dark corner of your life that has been breeding some terrible things in your life because you're holding somebody to you're holding somebody captive in there in your mind that owes you something like and and i'm gonna tell you i've been hurt my mom's been we've been hurt there are some people in your life that they hurt you so bad you're like how it's not one thing you have literally lost count on how many things they've done to you and we're gonna talk talk about how to overcome that that's what we're about to get into because that right there is what we all need because there are some people that come in your lives, and I kid you not, it's like the devil himself hired them. And a lot of times, I mean, really, he did <laughs> hire them to destroy you. But you're still here. So we're going to give God praise right now because he has you listening to this for a purpose, for a reason, for this season. So understand that even though you've been through these things, this person did all this stuff to you, allowed, them, allowed themselves to be used heavily by the enemy you still have power to change and you need to do it because it's not anybody that's going to get hurt but you and the devil's going to make sure when you got unforgiveness he's going to make sure he see that person make sure you see that person living their best life while you over there miserable bitter hateful offended and he's going to make sure you see how much that person doesn't care because that's where the torment, I'm telling you, that's where the torment comes. So if you if you know, if you've had unforgiveness for you, know what we're talking about is true. Nine out of ten times, that person is going on about their business. They don't care. They're not going to apologize. On a rare occasion, somebody that really offended you, it's, and normally it's a one-off thing. Yeah. But how many times have we heard, even in families, People went decades without talking to each other. And a lot of times it could, it could have been either hey, a misunderstanding. Right. Or it could have been something that that person, they could have been released a person from and been able to claim, they could have taken back some good, bring some joy into their lives instead of focusing on what somebody did or did not do to them or for them. Yeah. So, so a lot of it, like you said, it really is um, about you being able to deal with yourself and and that's why i just keep going back to that because i just keep hearing that it's about you being able to receive the healing you need and forgive yourself and that for the next step of that that comes from receiving the forgiveness that only god gives us that is the whole key to unlocking any of these things that we talk about every week is you becoming someone that has a relationship if you do not already have have a relationship with God so he can show you your value and your worth and that you are so incredibly loved that he gave us his only begotten son 
and so so many times you know we hear John 3 16 but we, we really really hear what it's saying you know but for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish yes. but have everlasting life and so this is about life and when you're walking around with something in your heart you're not living your best life. You can't. When you walk with unforgiveness, exactly. you're not able to fully live life because what unforgiveness does is it blocks God's ability to be able to move into your life because God yes. has motion that we, as we receive forgiveness for, from God, we must also forgive others. That's how God has designed it. So when you stand praying, um, I want to share this this scripture in Mark eleven twenty five, and, and whenever you stand praying, forgive. If you have anything against anyone, that's where the rubber meets the road. If you have anything against anyone, so that your Father also who is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses, what do you have to do? Forgive. Yes. Forgive. And there is not any one of us that does not need, on a continual basis, God's forgiveness. And that is that is what I like to call the equalizer in this whole thing. Because mm-hmm. every single one of us was born in sin and shaped in iniquity and therefore have a need to be saved. And the only one that can do that is Christ. And that is why God sent him is to be our savior. And he he loved us so much that he stood in, stood in and took on every sin that we had done and would, would ever do. He took that upon himself and that is what the death on the cross, while he died on the cross, that's what that was about. He took on the, our sins. He took on our, our, our burdens. He took mm-hmm. on all the things that the enemy would lash out at us. Christ is saying, I already, I already died for that. I already died for that. I already died for the people that would hurt you. I already died for the people that would betray you already died for the pain that you would feel from your family already died from that husband or wife that betrayed you and walked away already died for all the friends that stabbed you in the back I died for all that I died for every painful thing that would ever happen to you I already took that on so that we could be free and so the devil wants us to get locked in these traps of pain so that we cannot move forward. And you hear so many people say, you know, I really know I need to forgive, I just can't. Because like my, you're saying, it's a spiritual grip that the enemy it, it is. places. It's a grip, it's a it's a bondage. It's like being locked into a, a, you know, a gate or you just can't get out. And you hear many people who in their head, they know what they need to do, but they in their heart, there's so much pain there till they just can't move forward. And so that is why everything that is ever done to us, we have to take it to God and we have to ask him. That's what I love about God. So he is not 
this God that sits high and looks low and then just says, do this and do that and best luck. I hope you get it right. No, he's right there to walk with us. He's right there to help us. And wherever you're weak in the area of unforgiveness, you can ask him to help you so that you can, because he already knows it anyway. <laughs> you know, no, he, knows no, it anyway. he already knows it anyway. It's become, you know, one of my favorite scriptures about man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks upon the heart. So he knows that, okay, I really do want to forgive. And at the end of the day, whether we realize it or not, everybody if they knew the power of forgiveness would want to forgive because forgiveness is about you being free you being free unforgiveness is about holding someone else accountable and responsible and as we have said you have no power over what the other person does with that none whatsoever and so unforgiveness gives that person that situation power over your life and Christ came that we have life and have it more abundantly because he says he that whom he sets free is free indeed so how do we take grasp of that freedom is we have to release the pain because if you release the pain and you get the healing then you'll be able to see so much more clearly the freedom in forgiveness the freedom for you to have your heart clean to be able to think about that person and not feel like your hair is on fire (laughs) you know to be able to hear that person's name and not want to just literally throw up (laughs) i mean we're talking real life situations and 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 getting down to underneath all of that we sometimes want other people to know the things they've done because if this is an individual that is highly valued by other people there's sometimes that part of us that wants other people to know but no they need to know what that person's like they need to know they need to know and so you take on this crusade but in doing all of that you're harming yourself you're harming yourself and look no that's and you know what? I, I'm so thankful for this conversation because I, when I give glory to God, I just thank Christ because we have come so far. I've been able to come so far in with this topic because I'm, so this is a word God gave me. I didn't understand it at all when I got it. Because I was like, God, why are you talking to me? Why are you telling this to me? But it comes from Luke chapter 6 and is verses 27 um through 28 and it says but i say unto you and this is christ speaking this is jesus he said but i say unto you which here love your enemies do good to them which hate you bless them that curse you and pray for them which despitefully use you I literally, when I talk about, when I talk about timing, so I want to tell y'all when I got, God gave me this word. This was on New Year's Eve last year, going into this year, 2021. I, I was asleep. Me and my husband, we were together at the time, but we, he was asleep and I was alone. And I just began to worship God. I remember I was in just this 
passionate worship session. Just, I mean, it felt like literally, I felt like I had angels. We were all just dancing in our living room because it was just me, like bringing the new year by myself. And I remember the Holy Spirit was just like, go to this scripture. And it's Luke chapter six, verses 27 through 28. And I'm gonna read it again. It says, but I say unto you, which here, love your enemies, do good to them which hate you, bless them that curse you, and pray for them which despitefully use you. And I'm gonna tell y'all right now, I didn't get it, but when I went on my own journey to get rid of all unforgiveness, God challenged me. This is I'm gonna give y'all the same challenge. And this is this is some practical stuff you can start doing today to start breaking down unforgiveness. God challenged me to write down everybody I had something against. I'm talking about absolutely anybody that I still could, I still had on my mind that I felt like they owed me something, apology. And then he told me, you need to pray that they are blessed. Bless them people. I don't care if who they are. I don't care what, what they into. I don't care what they did to you. I don't care how they did it. I don't care how long they've been doing it. I don't That's care if good. they're still doing it today. You That's need to good. pray out loud. Lord, I bless this person by their name. Like, don't get cute. Because this is how you, this is, this is a challenge. And when you can start praying that, I'm telling you, the first time you do it is going to be the hardest. But when you get into a practice for praying for your enemy, you start activating the word of God because yes. now you are being obedient to God and you're going to, in the bands of unforgiving, all that's going to fall off. Like literally my, as I went through doing that, I started doing it every day, every day. The first time I was like, why am I doing this? But I'm like, I'm going to just be obedient. Let me go ahead and just bless them. I started to see a shift even in my heart. Like, wait a minute. These people aren't even my enemies anymore. Even when I pray now, I ain't got no enemies. <laughs> because it's the demons and the spirits behind them that are the real enemy. That's, That's why Jesus right. came and he right. said, forgive right. them, Lord. They know not what they do. They, they know not what they do. Yes, the people know. They know what they did, but they don't truly know the ramifications of what they did to you. They don't right. know to really understand the consequences, the spiritual implications, the things that are further cursing them by cursing you, the things they're doing. And so that's why Jesus is like, pray for them. Start seeing spiritually what's happening because then you'll be able to disassociate and feel like this person is just so bad and understand, no, they are heavily demonized, need to be delivered, need to get healed, need to get saved, just like you, but you can't do nothing they can't you can't do nothing for anyone else if you don't start that and i'm telling you start doing it and when you start blessing your enemy i'm talking about like you'll get i'm telling you at first you're not gonna feel it if you do that's the holy spirit move but a lot of times you're gonna be like okay you just say it but give it some time to really take root in your heart and i'm saying it will start changing you'll be like wait a minute i don't even think of, i don't even feel no type of way and then the second thing that really, really you need to do, there's some people in your life, you might still have to deal with this person today. They might do something to you every day. Bless them people and forgive them every day. Some people, every day. they gotta be forgiven every doggone day. 
They do something every day. <laughs> I know. They do. <laughs> There's people that I don't even talk to anymore. I have to forgive them every single day because the amount of stuff they did to me is so countless that I constantly, it's just check and to purify my heart. Because the devil will bring the bring the memories back. He'll right. try to bring sure all will. this stuff back, make you feel some type of way. Oh, so you ain't talked to that person in a while. You're going to see them on social media, spark up some old feeling. Oh, man, I can't stand they did this, blah, blah, blah. No. If you constantly practice that, practice forgiving that person every day, I'm talking about saying it out loud, it's going to change your life. I'm telling you, y'all can put that on me. Like, <laughs> and that's just God's word. That's right. You're practicing right. doing God's work. And I'm telling you, it will change your life. It'll it, that's how you break down unforgiveness. That's how you overcome it. Because that's how I overcome it. There's people that have done terrible things to me. And them people not I some people are I know will never even apologize. They ain't thinking about me. And I'm not thinking about them in the worst way at all. And that's the, and that's the freedom. That's the freedom. That's the freedom. That's, that's how you freedom. know. There's so much power in that. You instead of you sitting here waiting, and you know what? I think we need to talk about that part too. There's some people that y'all haven't forgiven that are dead, <laughs> dead and gone. Literally couldn't even apologize to you if they could. They're not even here to do it. You know what? And and There's even and, more reason. And and why while you said that, um, that was on my heart to talk about too, Maya, is you don't necessarily want to allow the unforgiveness to go on so long that you don't have time to have, especially the family dynamic, you don't have time to repair a re- the relationship and have s- something good to come out of it before they do die because man that's real i mean you know that's i was think, i was thinking earlier today like you said we're going into 2022 and the number of people who have died within the last what six or seven and are okay so just, just so for a point of reference for everyone listening so you know why this is on my heart so we start with um Kamaya and her sister's father died in 2016. No, let me go back. Start with my father died in 2013. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kamaya and, and her sister's father died in 2016. Um, my mother died in 2019. Um, my current, yes, my current husband stepfather died in 2020 and my mother-in-law died April of this year and this is the thing people when that person is gone they're gone and I cannot tell you how I have watched various other family members from all these different deaths who are carrying around so much pain in addition to the pain of losing their loved one they have the additional pain of the guilt for not resolving something 
that was very minor in comparison to that person no longer even being here. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that's that's the question is whatever is going on, is it worth not fixing? Because you do not know when the person's life is going to come to an end. You don't know. Exactly. You exactly. don't know. You know, and, and I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful, Maya, that God has blessed us and has walked with us and talked with us and taught us because even for your father, um, yep. I had to work through. Now, that was the most difficult of all of the, the deaths that I just named a moment ago. That was the most difficult in relationship to this topic of unforgiveness because there was you know, 25 years of a marriage and so many things that had been done and so many betrayals and so much hurt. And I remember about a year or two out before he died, um, on one of our previous episodes, you shared our infamous trip that we took. Um, Ooh, that was so, look, you heard me on the We In Sync right now, because I was just thinking about that. We In the infamous family trip that we took and to give background for someone who may be listening to us for the first time um, when I was married to uh, Kamaya's father uh, it was a very uh, highly verbally and emotionally abusive marriage and so that's why we're able to take on these topics that's why we talk about these things because we don't talk about anything as far as overcoming that we have not overcome ourselves exactly very selective about what we talk about and so this is not something that we just pulled out and said oh this is kind of a cute topic no this is mm -hmm. a difficult topic this is a very difficult topic and we understand that but we're thankful that we're on the other side of that and so i said that because there was so many layers of years and years and years of pain and 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 hurt and betrayal and and again, that's why I talked about, you know, being able to forgive yourself and get the healing that you need. I'm speaking from experience. But in reference to this particular trip that I referenced a moment ago, we went on this family trip. And for the most part, the, uh, the verbal and emotional abuse happened within the context of the home. It, it never really was on display for anyone else to see, except for on this trip that we took. And this particular trip, he became upset with me about something that which would many times was the case was just something that he believed or something that he thought and, it, and he was incorrect but nonetheless he went on this tangent and out in public he just was unglued i had never seen him behave that way outside of the home I, he had done that inside of our home but never outside um, he had never done it with uh, my and her sisters before like that. And so I was just appalled and embarrassed, humiliated. Um, it was an earshot of other family members. It was just devastating. And so after we returned home, I remember this feeling the feeling that my you talked about on the onset of this episode the feeling of okay i definitely have credible <laughs> viable evidence not only just from 
my experience, but now because it was on such public display, I now have witnesses of this type of behavior. And I was planning to levy that as long as I could. I had no intentions. In the back of my head, you know, I thought, okay, at some point, some point I'll probably forgive him, but not right now. I'm not going to forgive him now. It's going to take me a long time. Um, whenever I feel ready, that's when I'm going to do it, but not till then because he had behaved so irrationally and had berated me so and had said so many things and embarrassed me so till I thought I don't owe him anything and he definitely does not deserve to feel like he's forgiven anytime soon. That was my take on it. So I remember so distinctly, so distinctly, he was uh, outside working, doing whatever he was doing outside and I went to take a nap and I'm laying in bed and and I'm still really, really still hurt because after we got home, you know, all of the the memories of it, you know, just started to really settle in. And of course, it was all the other past history that came along with that. And I was just mm -hmm. basically, I'm going to take a nap and try to get myself together and figure what I'm going to do because um, I didn't even know where the marriage stood for me at that point. So I go to take a nap and the spirit, God started talking with me and he told me to go outside. He said, go outside and tell him that you love him. I said, oh no, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, oh no. So I mean, literally I'm sitting there lying in the bed and I'm talking to God as if I can bargain with God. But that's one time that I was just like, God, you've got to be kidding me. Why am I always the one? Why am I the one to apologize? I didn't do this. I mean, I was just so outdone that God was telling me to go tell him that I loved him. I was like, tell him that I love him. Why would I tell him that? He said, I need you to go out there and tell him that you love him. So I turned over and I, in my mind, said, okay, well, I'll tell him later. <laughs> tell him later, because I was like, I am not ready for, for this to be over. I want to hold on this and ride this for a while. And I, of course, I couldn't sleep. Turn this way, turn that way. And what really did it for me, at one of those moments when I was tossing and turning, he then said to me very, very clearly, do you want me to forgive you? Okay. 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 That's, I, I was like, man, okay, God. I mean, that's that's what we're doing today. <laughs> that's what we're doing. I mean, it was just that, don't you need my forgiveness? Is there a day where you, you don't need me to forgive you? It's like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, well, I mean, that's a, what can I say to that? It's like, okay, God. So I sat there for a few moments. Now, keep in mind, there is nothing in any of this that God told me to feel. He told me to do. Right. And that's the difference. See, sometimes we get caught up in how we feel. But see, feelings change. Feelings change. God's word does not. Come so on. 
I didn't feel any of what I said, but he didn't tell me to feel it. He told me to do it. So I went out there and we had already had uh, an argument earlier that day about the trip. And so again, I was taking a nap because I was just so done. So I know he probably thought I had lost my mind because I walked out and I said, I need to tell you something. And he looked at me and said, I just need you to know that, that I love you. That's all I had. <laughs> That's wow. all God told me to say. No, it was not this, uh, you know, butterflies flying in, in the wind. It was nothing like that. It was something that God had told me to tell him. And I did it out of obedience. And after I did it, God dealt with me in such a powerful way because what God began to deal with me about, that's all I really said to your father that day at that moment. And he didn't really say a lot. Look, he was shocked. I was shocked I was saying it. And he was shocked I was saying it. Um, but I just left it because that's all God told me to do. But what God dealt with me about, man, is, is he was showing me that as far as God is concerned, this is it, people. As far as God is concerned, there is no one that is beyond forgiveness. Period. Come on. There's no one that is beyond forgiveness. And he had created him just like he created me. And if there was any opportunity for him to find his way back to God, that was going to be the time that was probably going to happen. But he was so incredibly embarrassed. And that was God was showing me, you don't have to worry about whether or not he feels bad. He does. You don't have to worry Ooh, about and, and out of guilt um, because he embarrassed himself. So you don't have to worry about where he stands with that, even if he never says it. And really, that's not your concern. Right. Your concern and your responsibility is to relinquish yourself from it and untie yourself from that. And so by me being obedient, obedience is better than sacrifice. By me being yes. obedient, yes. He, he gave. Oh, she'll come back. There she goes. <laughs> yeah, as I'm bringing my mom back up to the stage, let her finish. We just want to thank you so much for listening to the Overcomer Club podcast. Uh, doing some shout outs to some, some of the listeners. Thanks, Dan, Gary, Cindy, Divine, Christina. Hey, Chrissy, John, Clint, my go-to guys, Jennifer, Frank, Alexandra, Emmy, Emma, J.E., Dem- uh, Damon, Katrina. Thank you so much for listening and for all of you that's been listening to this, to this um, episode of the Overcomers Club. But Yes, mom. What 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 were you about to say? What do you leave off on? Because I, I just wanted to go into that part too, and then um, you know get ready to close out. Yes, yes. Well, he he just really dealt with me about that. Our our role, as far as he is concerned, is to be a repair of the breach. It's about restoration. It's about restoring, mm-hmm. if at all possible, because you know he came that we would have life and it's not that it's not his will that any of us should perish so again he let me know that the amount of guilt and the amount of anguish that he felt because of his own behavior was any was beyond anything that i would have had 
to say to him because he already felt everything. Now, whether or not he was going to tell me that was a whole different thing. But again, God said that wasn't my responsibility. My responsibility was to release him and then allow him to work with him. And that was between him and God at that point. No, that's exactly. And you know what? What's so crazy? And just to do a quick recap, we've been talking about unforgiveness and talking about, hey, when it comes to this topic, we understand that unforgiveness is not it's not easy. But we are we've laid out kind of a checklist. You need to ch- check in your heart. Look inside of you. Look and see are you still expecting the person that has shown uh time and time again honestly that they will most likely do something or you still re- expecting something from that person? Are you holding them in bondage in your mind? Do you feel like they owe you retribution, apology? You owe, Do you feel like they owe you something? If you do, you have unforgiveness and you need to check it because that's a place where the devil has will definitely come through and he has legal right to then operate in your life. And it brings torment because what you are asking for, 99% of the time is not going to happen from the person that hurt you. Then number two is following Luke chapter 6. Um, verses 27 through 28 when we talk about this idea of how to get over it is that you need to pray for these people bless your enemies and pray for people and bless them on a daily basis some people need to be forgiven every day that's to constantly cleanse your heart and the things that my mom was saying about my dad i'm gonna bring in my perspective because that's the the funny thing is i during that and i'm gonna tell y'all about that we kind of allude to this trip I call it the family vacation, the Johnson family vacation from hell, because it was so absolutely monumental. It changed the dynamic of our entire family because it was just that dramatic. Like like the scenes you see on movies, I'm not playing. It was that dramatic. It was absolutely crazy. Me and my and what God has shown me now and my understanding has increased is that we went on a family vacation trip and my dad honestly he got he manifested and under many people understand manifesting is that is when the demons and the spirits behind a person start to come out in that person and that person their actual personality takes a back seat i didn't understand it but i'm telling you my dad was so unhinged this man was cussing Mm -hmm. I'm talking about acting a fool in public. He was, I mean, saying all type of obscenities to my mom. Say, I know now. And, and God just reminded me, you know, that's what was happening because this is what happened. My mom was so hurt. We were all in one hotel room. My mom was so hurt by the incident. And I'm an adult. I had just got back from basic training. And it was me and my two younger sisters. We were all, it was so bad. I'm not playing. It felt like it was just so much chaos. I'll, even in my memory spiritually, it, it reminded me of a tornado around a person. It was just so much rage, so much bitterness, so much hate. It was just so scary. Like we all left the hotel room and I left my dad where he was. And I'm talking about this hotel room, me, and a bunch of other my family members and relatives were in this hotel so they definitely should definitely to hear it 
the spirit of God in me, this is when I was 18, told me to go back in there and pray for my dad. And I'm and I'm moving to a point, so just follow me, because this is the same exact experience my mom had to had to act um, I have forgiveness and forgive my dad with. This was actually the same exact event that I had to forgive my dad with. But I had to forgive him then and there because when I walked into it, all I literally felt like I was David against Goliath. Like I walked in there and I was, and I just kept in my mind, kept saying, be, uh, be strong and be, be of a, be of strong and be courageous. I kept saying it over and over here because that's what God said. Don't oh. be afraid. Just, I just kept saying that in my head, but I was for real scared because my dad was so unhinged. I'm not playing like the demons and he was just popping or cussing out of nowhere. So many profanity, obscenities, just yelling. I mean, we had left the room and he's still doing that. My dad does did that a lot. He would just still be arguing and nobody's there. I went in that room. I remember I felt like I was talking to the devil. Me didn't know. I didn't know nothing about spiritual warfare at the time that I know now. I literally thought I was talking to the devil. But I went in there and I was like, we're going to have this conversation. And I remember there was a certain time when he was so mad at me, but I would not leave. And I kept asking him, I was like, why are you acting like this? I said, and I remember the conversation like we just said, I kept asking him, I said, he was like talking him off a ledge because it was like he was getting worse by the second. I was like, aren't you supposed to be a, a Christian, right? I said, aren't you supposed to practice forgiveness? Yeah, 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 but she did this to me. She did. I'm like, okay, but why can't you be the man and take that? This is me talking to my daddy. My daddy's crazy. My daddy gets violent. My daddy used to beat me for no reason type stuff. But I I just had God was working through me in a very particular moment. I remember this like yesterday. And I asked him, I said, why you just can't forgive her? I remember that. And it was a conversation we had. And my dad was just coming up. He was just coming up with all the stuff. He was basically unpacking all the stuff he was doing. And it was so scary because it was like he had five different kind of voices and all these different. I mean, it was really thrown off. But I was just like, I was really talking to him, just trying to help him calm down. And I remember this moment. I said, I remember this. I said, why? I said, is this the best you can be? I literally was just so confused because I didn't even then I didn't know anything about unforgiveness but I just was like is this really my dad who I came from is this the best I asked is this the best you can be he said he looked at me in my eyes and it was it was crazy because there was certain times I thought he was gonna hit me and he could see the fear and he said I'm not gonna hit you he said yeah this is all I know just like that he's like this is all I know He's like, I don't know anything else. Yeah. He's like, this is, I mean, what else can I be? And that goes, and that it, goes back to what we said before moment. about expecting people to be beyond what they have. And that's the thing you cannot, I mean, people cannot give you what they don't have to give you. That moment, I remember the peace of God hit me and I said, okay, that was what was hold that was what was my problem 
with my dad always Expec- my expectation to be yes expectation. it was the expectation. expectation when he flat out told me this is the best you're gonna get from me and this is it i said it was like a piece the piece of god hit me right yeah. there y'all i'm telling y'all yeah. right now i don't know who this yeah. is for but these people are way beyond your apologizing to you and all this these people need deliverance they need healing they need to that's not something and that's not something we can give because we take on we take on uh (laughs) like joyce my heard her say one time about uh you know god didn't make any holy ghost juniors and so sometimes we, you know, you're not holding those <laughs> know, you know, so people. we, we sometimes take on, you know, we're going to absorb, uh, whatever's happened and we're going to oh, help y'all. them become better. No, we're not Christ. We cannot no, help no, them no, no, become, no. we can lead them to Christ and Christ can help them, but we cannot stand. We cannot make that person be better if they don't accept Christ. And that's the best that they can do. We cannot sometimes we take only- that on. We take on a responsibility look, of helping them heal. That's, helping them be that's only if they That's exactly want right, because he's not going to barge in and, and force himself on anyone. And so, so we take you, on these. That's that. why we take on. That's why I was talking about forgiving ourselves, because that's what it came down to. At the end of the day, for all the years and years that I endured that, I had to look at myself and say, okay, I chose that for those many years. I, you know, I grew up in uh, a home where my father was a minister and so divorce was just one of those things that was just not talked about wasn't accepted and so I had no concept at that time that that was an option for me I didn't I didn't have the concept of you, you can make a better choice for you and your and your daughters you could you could choose to live your life differently so I stuck it out for 25 years that was my choice and so whatever came from that I had to get to a place of peace with that and forgive myself and the thing about when I did what he told me to do that day, um, he it was it's just so amazing the way God works because our lives are a test of how much we are going to surrender and do the will of God, or we're going to do what we choose to do. Because I'm because the thing about like, that is, man. I had prior to all of this, um, I had an opportunity come across my path um, and I was seeking another another move in my career and that very next week after I obeyed God I got that call and, and the, that opportunity I was seeking that door opened and God told me as plain as day it was because you were eating more is why I was able to open this door. It was because I told you to do, I was able to bless you. And that is why we're taking this topic on because again, God has what he has set in motion and he does not operate outside of his word. He does not operate in our feelings. He does not operate in, I think, I wish, I should, I could. He operates in his word. Now he's very sympathetic and compassionate compassion about our feelings, but he does not operate with regard to our feelings. He watches over his word to perform it. And and so the, the, the thing about that is after, after that day, um, I think he was able to 
have a certain peace with himself and God. And it was only God that knew it would be what, what about two years later, he would die from a heart attack. Exactly. And see, so that's what you I was know? just and see, trying to get to, Mom, real quick, because I was like, Mom, that right there is what gave me peace to be prepared. Exactly. When that's my point. Because I didn't even That's have, my point. Because look, it was like the strength. I'm talking about I had such a peace. I, from then on, never expected nothing else from my dad again. Nothing. And, yes. I, and, I, and I couldn't. At his worst, he said that was going to be his yes. best. And I said, okay, now I know what it is. And when I, I, it was like our relationship took another turn, it got, it was as best it could be because I was not sitting here holding unforgiveness towards right. him like he owed me something like no that was the best you could do i believe right and and i and i had to do the same i had to like i said i had to come to, to terms with it was my choice but as far as um holding him responsible for what happened from that point forward there was no reason to do that i had to make a choice and the thing of it is like i said is god knew of course when we didn't know that 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 choice would be made and I wouldn't have to make it. I mean, I didn't have to because that was, the year was two months prior to him passing. I remember having this this sadness. It was for solid two months. Me too, oh, me too. Me too. Yep. Just this heaviness. And I kept telling myself it was because your youngest sister was going to go off to college and we were going to be empty nesters. And I promise you, I sat there one day, he was in a chair and I began to cry out to God and, and I asked God because I could not see. I could not see he and I uh, together outside of the three of you. And so I just kept praying. I remember he was sitting in a chair one day and it was just me talking to God. And I said, okay, God, this is what the rest of my life is going to look like. Please give me contentment and peace so I can be resolved that this is what I'm supposed to do because um, I, I took and I still do took, you know, the marriage vows very seriously. And I just had to know for me that I was going to be released if that was what I was going to do next. Two months prior to, to him yeah. passing. And I never got that peace at that, at that time. I just, it was just, you know, and I just, but I was just so incredibly sad um, and I kept thinking, well, I guess it's because, you know, your sister's guaranteed to move to college and it'll just be us. And then two months later, he was gone. And, and I said that to say, you want to do everything that you can to release yourself because you don't know when someone is going to take their last breath. And I can say, that when he did pass, I didn't have any regrets or in terms of, yep. I wasn't holding on to this huge bag of unresolved, you know, pain. And I mean, because I had I had worked through that and, and I'm just like you, you know, that two years prior to that, I saw it for what I saw it, I understood it for what it was and I just had to, to make a decision for me. But I understood that, hey, whatever he's got going on, um, was way beyond me 
It was way beyond me fixing. Mm-hmm. It was way beyond everything. It had nothing to do with me at the end of the day. So many of those things were things that had happened prior to me um, and I, he and I becoming um, married. And so that's the whole thing is don't take on trying to be the crusader of, of people's lives and then become so angry, disappointed that you hold so much bitterness against them. Now you, you know yep. what I mean? You, if, if you know, what my Angelo said, when people show you who they are, believe them, believe them. Point believe them. People show you who they are, believe them. Me. So they've shown you who they are. You then have to decide what role that person will play in your life. You decide that. And you do that <laughs> by, by asking God for his, his desire, his will to be done, but he did not send his son for us to live in abusive situations. He did not send his son for us to be abused. And so we definitely don't want to leave this conversation by by leaving this ideal that every time someone is forgiven, um, means the relationship is going to stay intact because that's just not always the case. Oh my goodness! Thank that is you. not always the case. That. that is not always the case. And and I uh, mentioned this on the last episode, so I wanted to definitely bring it up t- this evening that I was told um, I was betrayed by someone who pretended to be a friend, and I was told by someone who was trying to intervene in that situation that if I had truly forgiven that person, the relationship would be restored. And my question to that was, which I didn't say anything to the person because I thought I really wasn't a person's place. But I later just thought about that and said, well, how can something be restored when it was never real? <laughs> so there's nothing to restore. There's nothing, you can't restore a friendship from someone that never really was a friend. <laughs> so so I could either I could restore the deception, the illusion if I chose to, but that then would have been on me, you know, because once again, once you, I see who you are and once it became revealed because I've been praying and something about uh, some some things were going on in my life, I couldn't put a finger on it, but I knew there was something going on, but I did not know it was that person. And then God showed it to me. And when it became so crystal clear, I actually had a, an opportunity. And that's why we talk about communication is so important an opportunity to go to that person, go to that person. I didn't go around to other people. I went straight to that person and asked that person for, to have a conversation. And their reaction was the evidence of what God had shown me because yeah. they became berated, they became angry, they became defensive. And I just kept asking them, okay, did you do this? Did you do this? And when they um, became defensive, I, I knew where my answer was. And so again, forgiveness is not allowing a person to hijack your life because I can even remember this person told me point blank one day, uh, well, you're gonna have to have me in in, uh, your life. You can't just get me out of your life. Well, I do declare, I do believe I can. (laughs) I do believe I can. Literally Uh, told me, we're not because I, 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 I would, I'm, you know, and I'm still like this to a certain extent. I'll, I'll go so far, but once I, once it's seen and once I know, um, then I'm released and I'm done because I, the, the, the betrayal and the deception went so deep and had been going on for so long that when I saw it, it was like there's nothing, to, there's nothing to restore, there's nothing to save. Exactly. So I, I, I exactly. can forgive her, and I did, and I like you, Maya. 
I, I did what God commanded us to do. That's how I was able to go through it. I began to pray for it because really at the end of the day, that's what we really need to be able to see is you need to be able to see that the enemy is really the one that's working against you through that person and that person is not delivered so that person definitely needs prayer yeah that doesn't mean you have to keep them where they are in constant contact with hurting you but you definitely pray for them and that's when i when i really understood and i began to you know dig deeper and god began to to talk to me about, you know, she she needs to be delivered. She needs you to pray. Um, and the easiest way for me to do that was to release her out of my life and to go forward with my life. But I again, um, I was able to forgive her and move on. And so that's very, very possible to remove the person and still have the forgiveness. I'm so glad you said that. That that that's what needed that was like one of the biggest things that needs to happen to be said as well because I mean, I, I was taught somewhere, um, you know, it's not forgiveness if, if you can't forgive and can't forget. Well, we got to be honest. We don't really have control. Like, we have a short-term and long-term memory. Now, I do believe to a certain extent that if you are constantly dwelling and, and room, like, just bringing up a thing. Right. Right. That, that's a sign that you do have unforgiveness, but you're not gonna just flat out forgive. That doesn't mean that. But do, or you're looking to punish the person, where you're looking to make the payback if there's any. Oh, that is just unforgiveness, one plain period. People do. Oh, look. Right. We're gonna be real. Of course, we know people. Some people do owe you apologies. Some people do owe you those things. But that is up to them to come do that. You shouldn't be putting your life on hold, waiting for something that's not promised. Especially for someone that, if they've shown you a pattern of disappointment, they're nine times out of ten not going to do it. So that's why we're doing it. So, again, the secret sauce, pray for them out loud by name and to be blessed daily. Bless them. Yes. And say you forgive yes. them daily that is that's it and i like what you said i like what you said earlier too about making a list because you know it's the end of 2021 so in the best case scenario none of us want to take any unresolved feelings any unforgiveness into the next year so let's let's spend these last days of this year and, and if you have to make a list, like you said, Maya, and go through, and, and really, when you hear that person's name, when you think about them, you know, what's the first reaction that you have? That's a, that's another way to, you know, to, mm-hmm. to, to check it. If, you, if that anger, you know, boils back up, you know, you still might have some work to do, and that's okay, but, but, you, but you have yeah. to come to terms with it, because like you said, just saying, oh, I forgave them, doesn't mean you forgave them because you say it. It's really like you said, what's in your heart. And so when you go through relationships that you have, or even the relationships that you may be in that are difficult, you know, where do you stand when you even think about that person? If you're still very angry, if you're furious, if you have a lot of uh, pain, then that is what we're going to pray for um, uh, before we close out, is that you're able to release that pain and that anger and you're able to receive the love of God within yourself so that you can 
forgive completely because the thing about it is without forgiving someone else, God is saying to us that when we stand praying that we must forgive in order to receive his forgiveness. And if you know that's an area where you're struggling, God is so loving. He helps us to forgive because it's the love of God within our heart is his spirit that helps us to forgive. We love others as God loves us. And so he is the one that has modeled through his son in sending his son to die for our sins. He has given us the perfect model of what love looks like. We cannot do this on our own. It's not just a, a mind thing. It's the issue of the heart. And the only one that can change the heart is God himself. And so that's the first thing is just to acknowledge where you are. If you're, if you're still struggling, then say, okay, I, I am still struggling. God already knows that. He does not love you any less. He's saying to you, well, you need to come and bring all that to me. And then let me help you work through this so that you can be free. And so that that is ultimately what this is about is uh, overcoming unforgiveness so that you can have the, the freedom and the peace because as Maya said earlier that's torment so every time you think about a person you're upset and you can't sleep and you start as anyone loves to do um, play the, the, the history of all the things that have happened that is destroying your peace and you're replaying what they said and replaying what they did and, and, and it's just like this loop that gives around and around and around we want you to be free and delivered from that. That's what God wants you to be at peace. So um, whenever you're you're ready, Maya, um, I, I believe we can go into prayer unless we have someone listening that would like to come up and share um, their story or share any thoughts that they have. If we have anyone listening that would like to do that, um, we ask you to please come, come to the the panel and and share out we would love to have a guest to speak on this with us before we close tonight yeah i, I just wanted to give a shout out thanks so much uh auntie anita for always being a good listener a constant listener lisa um toya chrissy we i really appreciate you tristan just so many of y'all y'all always show up and i we just really Thank appreciate y'all, so y'all much. being a constant listeners um anyone that want to come to the stage and just like put in their two cents on this topic uh we're just gonna open the floor but i i'm just thankful that we're being able to i feel like we really unpacked this topic um we try our best guys to not go like hours and hours and on end but i believe some things take a little bit more time than others because these topics again we talk about stuff nobody talks about at all like period like, I don't hear, I don't go through um, social media and I don't hear us talking about it, but these are all things almost everybody deals with, the topics that we have, and we have to deal with them, and we're learning how to deal with them on a spiritual right. basis, an emotional, mental health basis, right. so that we can be more whole. And so, we just want to thank you so much for listening. If you had a question for me and my mom, you can definitely come to the stage. Uh, we're going to open that up for just one more minute. Um, and all you got to do is click that little plus sign where you see that check mark, um, like right below my mom's face here on the wisdom app. But we are here every Friday at 7 p.m. Central Time. 
we love 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 being able to bring this content and just share um the testimonies of what god has done for us i mean i can tell you right now like me being able to overcome unforgiveness literally changed my life understanding that in god's word and he says this like i mean god's word is very very true it says uh, it says that in um matthew chapter 6 14 and 15 that if you forgive men their trespasses your heavenly father will also forgive you but if you forgive not men their trespasses neither will your father forgive your trespasses and then it goes on to uh in mark 11 uh verses 25 and 26 it says and when you stand praying forgive Mm -hmm. if you have aught against any that your father also which is in heaven may forgive you of your trespasses but if you do not forgive neither will your father in heaven and which is in heaven forgive you of your trespasses and it's just that simple guys like because again forgiveness is something that really is a blessing to you it frees you and the idea of that person coming to to save the day to make things right it frees you to live your life and go on in peace and so we we just want to thank you so much for listening we're going to get ready to pray out Dear Heavenly Most Gracious Father, Lord, we just come to you. We just want to thank you so much for the lives that you've given us, allowing us to be able to just study a portion of your word, to be able to deliver this content to the listeners. And Lord, we pray that those that needed to hear this and that will hear this will be drawn to this podcast, to this content. Lord, we just thank you for constantly um, putting us in a place of self-reflection where we can need to purge ourselves, where we need to cleanse ourselves, where we need to become holy and righteous, acceptable vessels unto you. And Lord, we just pray right now for those that are hurting, for those that have unforgiveness, those that are struggling to let things go, to put what has happened to them in the past, to for maybe it's somebody they have to deal with every day. Maybe it's someone who who constantly flaunt the thing that they did to them against them. It's something that maybe has taken years off their life, held them back from really walking the destiny you have for them. And we pray, Father God, for a shift, for restoration and a in a in a movement, Father God, for a catapulting back onto destiny right now, that those that are, are dealing with the spirit of unforgiveness be delivered right now in the name of Jesus. That we bind every evil spirit at work spirit of unforgiveness of rejection of depression of anxiety all evil spirits lord we we command you right now to cease for you said whatever we bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and what we loose on earth shall be loose in heaven and we pray lord that those that someone will be healed right now lord for healing indeed is the children's bread lord that you have come father god sending your son sending your son jesus christ that we may have life and have it more abundantly and you have come to set the captives free we're praying for deliverance right now for breakthrough right now that someone will be able to literally take this word get this understanding and then apply it directly into life so they may have wisdom not and have be able to really break the bands of wickedness and the things that unforgiveness has brought its ugly head in their lives that if a, a thing can be restored we pray for restoration right now but if things we pray right now for just divine uh, direction and guidance that people will come to just pull the full knowledge of you of your love 
and that in your presence, Lord, indeed is fullness of joy. And we love you. We just thank you, Father God. You said that in your presence is peace. In your presence, when your presence goes with us, it gives us rest. And that you are indeed a safe place for us to confess our sins, to come to the altar right now, Lord, to lay our hearts out, to lay out and just surrender this bag, this bag that we've been holding of all the things that people have done to us. And we give it to you, Lord. We pray, Father God, we know that when we give you this back, give us, give you our unforgiveness, that you will exchange it with your peace that will surpass our understanding. That you give us love that casts out all fear, your perfect love. And we just thank you so much, Father God, for the things that you're doing in our lives, for the people that you have right here on this call. And Lord, we pray that all those listening will go in safety. Lord, we pray, Father God, as we get ready to go to sleep tonight, that as your word says, that we lay down and sleep, and that in peace, Lord, you alone allow us to dwell in safety in your peace. We love you, we thank you, and praise you, and in Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, thank you so much, guys, for listening to another awesome episode of the Overcomers Club. Tune in next Friday at 7 p.m. Central Time where we will bring another awesome dynamic topic, hard conversation from from the perspective of a mother-daughter duo in Christ. We love you. God bless. And if you need anything, you know how to reach out to us. Um, If you want to possibly be a guest on the show, if you need to, if you need some prayer, you can inbox me. Just click the, go ahead and click the link. Click my face on this wisdom app. So you can be able to access my profile and send me a DM on Clubhouse or through Instagram. Do uh, Definitely do the same thing with my mom. Um, thank you so much for everything. Shout out to all of our listeners and God bless. Good night. God bless. Good night.